You are listening to the Give Me Five Podcast, Episode 8. Welcome to the Give Me Five podcast. I'm Jimmy, and I am here with Greg. Hey, guys. And Rob. Hey, how's it going? Here on the Give Me Five podcast, the three of us discuss five things that caught our attention in media over the past week, or in this case, two, because we are back from Hurricane. And we all survived A-OK. We did. Thank you for asking. Thanks to Rob for being tied up outside of the studio. He let us know when the hurricane was coming. Woohoo! Yeah, uh, two of you guys lost power. Yeah, which I think is part of the reason why we didn't record last week, because neither Jimmy or I had power at uh, at our recording time last week. Correct. And also, uh, Jimmy had a generator going, and that would have been absolutely awful to hear. Yeah. (laughs) It was great to have, but you didn't want to hear it. This is a review show, guys, and there's probably going to be spoilers. We will try to avoid any major twists. For example... If you'd be angry that we revealed that there's going to be long lines at Halloween Horror Nights, or if you're disappointed to learn that Greg once shot a man in Reno just to watch him die, you might want to pause and come back later. It was pretty gruesome, too. All right, guys, so this week we are going to focus primarily on Halloween Horror Nights. I got a chance to see it, and we will talk briefly about a comic discussed previously. And, of course... As usual, if you want to contact us, you can always look us up on Facebook at just search Give Me Five Podcast. You can check us out on Twitter or Instagram at Give Me Five Pod, or you can email us at Give Me Five Podcast at Gmail. And if you're sitting there and like, man, I really want to help out this show, I want to get them noticed. Well, you can go onto your podcast delivery vehicle of choice, and you can give us a review and give us some stars. And check out, you know, you can do this on iTunes, you can do this on CastBox, and that really helps us out. It helps us, you know, slide up the list since there are, there's a whole lot of podcasts out there. There's just a couple. Yeah. A few. That definitely would help us out. A smattering, if you will. Definitely do that if you you can, and thank you in advance. So, um, I guess anything new, guys, you know, we're going to... This is a little bit different, this episode, because of the Halloween Horror Night stuff. Anything new going on? There was a hurricane, as we talked about. Um, We are okay. I know there are a lot of people still in Florida without power. Fortunately, I got mine back on Saturday. And it's it's a minor inconvenience, but I did finally get uh, Redlands Book 2, which is a comic I talked about last time. Yeah, and it took quite a different turn than I had expected. So, um, are they superhero witches? They are detective witches. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> um, so, so it's kind of <laughs> like um, uh, the Dresden Files. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> I have not gotten around to it yet. They are detectives with supernatural powers. So um, when we last, well, when we last saw them, they were just. It, in a southern town, it was a bunch of, you know, kind of redneck hick cops that 
got attacked by witches, and it pretty much ended right at the attack, correct? Yep, pretty much. It it went right from the uh, finale of that battle to they are now, <laughs> spoilers, they are now the head detectives at that sheriff's office. And they're so, tracking down an artistic killer. So is it like a dark and stormy night? And, an autistic you know, killer? Artistic. Art. A-R-T. Oh. <laughs> um, it kind of went from 100 to about 20 miles an hour in oh, one, wow. issue, one issue. So I was actually real excited about that comic heading into October. And you know, we're, I kind of want everything to have a little bit of a darker side and to have it take a very sharp u-turn uh, well i mean it, you bought it already so i'll probably borrow it from you <laughs> read it honestly it was a little goofy uh i will let you guys borrow it um i'm gonna hang with it it's still on my my subscription list but we'll see how it goes cool you know i, I was gonna pause on this one but I, I feel like i have to talk about it um new foo fighters album came out concrete and gold and i'm a really big fan of the foo fighters um, the first time I ever heard about them, I was on a high school trip to California, and there was these giant ray guns posters everywhere. Uh, I remember but, that. Like, what is this? It was on Venice Beach, and had no idea what the Foo Fighters were. The internet wasn't really there yet, so I couldn't look it up. Turned out it was Dave Grohl's band. You guys, of course, know the whole Nirvana story. That was kind of the first time he popped his head up after Kurt Cobain killed himself. And I've been a fan of them ever since, and... A uh, new album came out, and they're on that. They're on my my quick list of if an album comes out, I'm going to buy it from them. You know, there's gotcha. uh, ten bands. They're they're those bands. Um, their last two albums were very organic. Um, one of them, uh, which I always oh, forget the names of the albums. So let me uh, contact my own research department here. The uh, Wasting Light album was recorded in like really in analog you know the old way not digital in dave grohl's garage and had a really organic sound the next album they actually recorded on the road in different cities writing the songs about the cities and doing various stuff like that so it was very kind of the sound was all over the place and then they hired this for this album it's like a pop producer so everything is very very shiny uh the, the same producer that did like the hello song by adele and uh stronger by kelly clarkson chandelier by sia um, a bunch of those songs so really you know, heavily produced, and it really works well for this album. Um, as I listened through it, most songs had a really good hook that caught me, like, the first time through. Okay. And I was kind of into them the second time I listened to it, because usually when I get an album, it takes me three or four times to get into it. This caught me right away. There's a lot of changes. You know, starts off acoustic, heads into heavy, a lot of vocal changes. And it's really good sound. It's, um, you know, it's definitely almost the whole way through. It's worth listening to. So if you happen to like Foo Fighters, you happen to like just pure rock, um, especially arena rock. So it has a really big 70s uh, cheap trick kind of feel. There's a little bit of prog, but nothing. There's no like 12-minute songs. You know, but hmm. it's, oh, okay. it's just a big, big sound. So if, you like, if you're into that kind of thing and you want just something to listen to loud with your windows down, Foo Fighters Concrete and Gold, get on it. What about you, Rob? Anything new? Oh, well, I uh, I got my new phone this week. Um, the, the Samsung Note 8 was released, and I'm loving it. Has it's... it caught your groin on fire yet? 
<laughs> no, no, it has not. Huh. But I'm such a freaking kid because I take this really impressive technological achievement and I've turned it into drawing dick pictures on my friends' faces and sending it to them. He's not lying. <laughs> it not is lying freaking though. hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> They're animated. They are. And I can. Oh, no. And, I, and, and Greg, I found out recently I can change the colors. <laughs> Wow. Oh, so, wow. So so the last bit is white. <laughs> oh. oh, man. Oh, God. I'm such a freaking child, it's ridiculous. In a related story, the Give Me Five podcast is now hiring a co-host. <laughs> oh, but if for nothing else, I love that. But it's, it, it, it actually is a really nice phone. It's really slick looking. Um the camera works really well. It's got a great low light camera. I took a couple of pictures with it at uh, Halloween Horror Nights, um, and it, it performs very well. Um, it's just such a hassle when you get a new phone, having to reinstall like all the apps and stuff because they don't have a way to like transfer all that stuff over automatically. Yeah, and you've got like thirteen apps just for drawing diff pictures on people's faces. I do, I do. You know, you got to make it look just right. You know. Speaking um, of dick pictures. Oh God! <laughs> have you so guys watched American? <laughs> have you guys watched American Vandal yet? No. You know, I, I actually last night saw that saw that go across. What is it? Netflix or yes, American it's a Netflix Prime. original. And I oh. saw it, and I saw the the dick pics painted on the side of the car, and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna have to put this in my list because I I have no idea what this is. We will talk more about this at another time, I'm sure. I, I did catch the first episode of American Horror Story. And I'm not sure I'm going to like it, but we'll see. This may be a season I skip. I am actually in the same page with you on that one. And I'll tell you why. It's because it has it is it has the crash feel to me. People hmm. act acting out of character as to how anyone would act just to try to prove a point on both sides in this case. Mhm. So it's not actually even one-sided, but on both sides, it's over the top. And I'm for, not entirely sure where they're going with it. For me, it was the – it turned me off right at the beginning. I mean, with with this whole with this whole contentious election we just had and the, the in-your-face 24-7 political coverage, I was absolutely sick of it. Absolutely sick of it. And that is what they focus on in the very first episode. They went completely political with the first episode and how Trump went how Trump winning the election has caused people to devolve and people it's like, come on, man. I, I had enough of this during the election. I don't need a whole season of this crap. So it it is com I, Go ahead. I was gonna say, based on that, um I haven't seen American Horror Story yet and I'm not about to start watching it. Yeah, it was kind of like clips. It was clips from the actual election. Uh, the part that got me was the the babysitter trying to corrupt the kid by yeah. like, making him watch things. And I'm I can take a lot. I'm very sensitive to that. So like when the babysitter was like making the kid watch some video of someone getting killed, I think, and he was like, "I don't want to watch this," and she's like, "No, and it's fine. It's like an inoculation." I was like, "Uh, this has to turn real fast, or else I'm gone." But it, but it's also one of those things where it's very obvious which side of the election they were on. <laughs> I see. And I'm like, come on, 
Really? We need another... We need more of this? No, we don't. Stop. Cut it out. God. So, before we dive into our Halloween Horror Nights coverage, uh, Greg, you're going to have to let me know, uh, Rob, you as well, what you guys think of the movie It when you do see it, because I had the opportunity to see it this past week as well. Last night, as a matter of fact. I am definitely looking forward to it. I, I want to check it out. Uh, you'll have to let me know if it's any good, if it's worth going to see. What did you think of it, Jimmy? My theater-going experience was a bit soured. Um, I Around us were your typical movie-spoiling types. Um, the guy in front of us couldn't stay away from his text messages. The couple behind us kept talking. And the three women to the right of us were very excited and they thought everything was funny when it wasn't why, why is the clown being mean but it, it was certainly um it, it was very stand by me it it had a lot of nostalgia um without spoiling it because i think if you guys haven't seen it yet and if you guys have listened to this podcast you know that we're pretty heavy on that and we're talking late 80s early 90s here and there were a lot of throwbacks to that in it, and they were the things that I got most excited about in the movie. Um, so I will not say what T-shirt someone was wearing, what poster was on someone's door. I will not say that because I got very excited about those things. Now, the movie is very violent and almost jarring at times. There's Greg, there is a lot of violence involving children. Um. Yeah, it concerns me because I, I saw the concept art for the first couple scenes, and uh, I think it was Entertainment Weekly. Well, it's it it's just like the book. Um, the the exact things that happen in that section of the book happen in the movie, and it I'm I'm no stranger to it. I love horror movies, but it it did almost it not almost it made me go oh okay this is the direction we're going with this movie. Okay, it's it's going to be that. Um, it is long. It's two hours and 15 minutes, so use the restroom. Shit. Sorry. Use the restroom before you sit down and commit yourself to the movie, you know, maybe during that half an hour of, of trailers that you're going to watch. Uh, and as uh, Rob just reminded us, turn off your phone <laughs> before you sit down in a movie. Mm-hmm. But we will be talking about the movie It further. We'll go more in depth about it. This episode is about Halloween Horror Nights and what you guys thought of it. Okay, so let's start on that, I guess. Not um, It. I meant Halloween Horror Nights, not the movie It. That, that's going to become a thing. That's the only <laughs> joke I'm going to make about It. That is totally a thing. That's It. So let's. I'm going to talk. I'm going to get us started here. So Halloween Horror Nights this year, there are, I believe, nine houses. Five of, them are, five of them are sponsored houses or licensed houses, and four of them are original houses. Uh, there's also a bunch of scare zone, which I don't have that number in front of me, and, of course, your shows. So over the next three episodes here, we're going to talk about the licensed houses tonight, because there happen to be five of them. Next week, we're going to talk about the four unlicensed original houses, 
and, and we'll oddly probably... enough, I think those actually are uh, involve some of my favorite houses this year. Yeah, but I think so too. But they've got a bunch of really strong houses this year. Usually, when you go, there's like one or two that really stand out, and you're like, "Oh man, that's the best house there." But this mm-hmm. year, it's 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 fairly difficult to to pin one down, just because there's a lot of there's there's several decent contenders this year. Yeah, a lot of cool effects as well, which we will talk yeah. about. Um, in the, the last three three weeks from now, we will talk about the scare zones, which are kind of the the areas where you walk through, and the shows. So. Uh, let's get started. Um, you know, Rob, I guess just general ideas. Just, you know, what did you feel overall about Halloween Horror Nights this year? Um, the A couple of the scare zones seem lacking. Um, they, it seems so far, at least in the first weekend, that they've had a little bit of trouble with lighting. And some of that may be because they had to take it down for Hurricane Irma. I'm not sure. Uh, um, but like that... There's there's one scare zone up in the front that's I, I believe it's like a um, uh, L.A. area where the Terminator ride is. Yeah. Um, that is that is unusually dark with very little lighting. It's hard it's hard to see like the actors. It's hard to see any makeup that they've got on, um, except for the certain spots where they have like spotlights shining down. Um, that 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 area usually is a little bit better lit than that. That's where the uh, vampire uh, the vampire high school was last year, Greg. Yeah, yeah. So, um, awesome. yeah, that one was that one was great. I love that scare zone. But it's it is it is really really dark, and I don't know if you noticed that when we went through there. Um, same thing with a couple of the houses. There were a couple of the houses when I went through them. Um, two of them were two of them were um, their own independent independent houses that were uncharacteristically dark. Like there were times you couldn't really see. We actually walked into a pole in the middle of one of the houses because the room was so poorly lit. That's kind of funny. Not, not being able to see it. I know. Right. But, and, but it wasn't because there was a strobe light because we've all established that I'm blind in a strobe light. It was uh, just yeah. that it was, it was so dark. Jen was in front of me and she actually ran into the pole. She was like, whoa, where am I going? I don't, I can't see anything. I don't, and she starts like reaching out and feeling with her hands. <laughs> She's like, I, I, and yeah. And, and apparently there were actually several complaints of people who ran into that pole. Yeah. Um, so we did go back through one of those houses, um, Greg, when you were with us and they did, they did add some lighting to it. So it was there, like I like I told you, there was the one scene with the uh, with the crib where they actually put a light on it because you couldn't see in that crib the night when we went through. They didn't have a light on that. Yeah. So they, they've had some issues with lighting, and like I said, that may be because Hurricane Irma came through and they didn't really have time to get everything back up a hundred percent. So we'll see as we'll see as the event goes on how it how it uh, shapes up. Cool. But all in all, I think it's a pretty decent. I think it's a pretty decent setup. The the main scare zone that on the main drag right outside of we don't go too deep into the scare zones. We okay, okay, all right, all right. So we're doing houses, overall. Houses yeah. are good. Scare zones good. Shows eh, we'll get into that later. Okay, so I'm gonna basically go through the houses here. Um, Jimmy, uh, you unfortunately have not had a chance to go yet, but but you will. And, I will. And um, so, but you are probably familiar. One of the reasons why I picked this section first is you're familiar with the movies and oh very familiar you'll be very geeked out about some of the scenes that they show i can't wait so um i'm gonna start off with the one that i was 
I didn't think it was bad or anything like that, but it was the one I was kind of least excited about looking at the overall list. Mm-hmm. And that was the uh, Horrors of Bloomhouse one. Oh, sorry, what'd you call me? <laughs> I, I called you a the Horror of Bloomhouse. The Horrors of Bloomhouse. Yes. Yes. Which features Bloomhouse properties, uh, Sinister, mm-hmm. The Purge, and Insidious. And go ahead. Insidious is a large portion of that house. Yes, like almost the whole end of it. I w- I would probably say that if you broke it up into into quarters, it, it seems like they broke the house up into quarters and gave Sinister and the Purge a quarter of the house, and then gave Insidious the other half. Mm-hmm. Now I've heard multiple things about this house. Uh, one that it was supposed to be something a little different. And as a result, it's almost like a... Like they refaced... I know there's a term in this in, for this in Theme Park World, but like where they just reface a ride. You know, like they did with the Frozen ride. Uh, repurposed? Kind of. And it, Rob said it at once, one point. But nonetheless, it seemed like the house was supposed to be something else because I think some of the scenes... Repackaged? Were, yeah, we'll say repackaged. I think that like sinister and the purge they, i didn't really recognize anything specific from the movies other than the scare actors right and like signage and things like that right so, and i thought it was i thought it was weird that they felt that they had to because i noticed that they added it into the american horror story house which we'll get into later um but i i, I felt it weird that they felt they had to basically label the sections of the houses yeah, I don't remember them doing that in the past, where, like, when you hit a section, there was, like, a sign. It says, it says hey, this is Insidious, or, hey, this is The Purge. It's like, yeah. what? I noticed that, too. This, I think, was one of the earlier houses we went to mm-hmm. when we first got there. Um, I happen to like the movie Insidious. I have not, I've seen The Purge a little bit, and I didn't get all the way through Sinister because of that kid thing. Um, mm-hmm. And and we definitely recommend Insidious. If you haven't seen it yet, it's actually a fairly good horror movie. Um, very suspenseful and, yeah, good stuff. Check it, it out. It doesn't depend on gore. Right. Right. It's good. It's very I – mean, in fact, I think it's even PG-13, but it's, there, are, there are jump scares that aren't really jump scares. There's, like, characters that just happen to be kind of hanging in the background. Oh, I know what part you're talking about. The, where the, the camera's outside the window in the laundry room thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and creepy. Like I just got the chills, actually. <laughs> I did too. Um, and it, you, I'm not sure if you guys know this, but uh, probably the reason why Insidious took up the the greatest portion of the Bloomhouse section is that the uh, the fourth film, Insidious: The Last Key, is coming out on January 5th. Ah, that, that's probably yeah. why they did that. Um, that's also probably why there are certain scenes in that in that house that I was like. I don't remember that specifically a, a electrical electric chair thing that I had no idea. About. Yeah, yeah, I don't remember that either. And I, there's always a film or two that's that's really a promotional vehicle. Yeah, for a, a house. They actually, I, don't, I didn't see it, but there's apparently a hidden trailer for Insidious: The Last Key somewhere in the in the house. I wasn't looking for it at the time. I'm going to guess that it was actually in the um, sinister part because they have the video playing on the wall. Oh yeah. You know, which is a big part of the sinister movie, 
but you couldn't really see what the video was, and I was kind of getting shoveled through. Yeah, they kind of rush you through it, so you can't really check anything so, out. Um, and I all uh, there's a couple other things I heard about this just from kind of looking around. Um, one that there's some hidden references to um, Death Day, which is a new movie coming out on October 13th, or Happy Death Day rather. Yes, Happy okay. Death Day. And they said that there's some stuff in there, which I had not seen the trailer for Happy Death Day at the time that I went through, so we'll be on lookout for that. Um, also, I heard someone saying that that house was originally supposed to be something for Ouija, the, the movie Ouija. And it actually makes some of the setups in some of the rooms make sense, especially the purge room, where it kind of looks like there's a dinner party going on in one of the sections. Like there's kind of a table in the middle yeah. of stuff, and I'm wondering if that's okay. why things got a little weird. This could be a complete rumor. Um, but I've heard more than one person talk about how they repurposed the house in some way. Hmm. Okay. Uh, it doesn't mean it was bad. There were still some pretty decent scares. The best parts of them, I think, personally, were the insidious parts. Yeah. I I really liked the... Are, are we talking about specific rooms, or are we avoiding hey, that? No, you can. You can. I, I really liked the, uh, the scene out of it. Scares. How about that? No, no. I really liked the, I really liked the scene... Yeah, yeah, I really like the scene where they went back and and went over the um, the the red room where the insidious demon was up, like on the second floor, walking past his window in his shop and stuff like that. Oh, I just got another chill. <laughs> yeah, it's just weird, creepy things walking quietly by windows that gets me. Okay, we're gonna go from subtle horror horror to let's do something that's completely not subtle. Saw. Hmm. <laughs> of jigsaw and this is this is again a rehash because how many times have they done a saw house uh, i recall several thousand yeah i recall at least two yeah it's 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 been a couple yeah. um but you know i i think we got in this house we got to see a little bit more of um jigsaw's devices of torture if you will yes there, every year there's a house that I consider, like, the loud house, where it's either, like, in the in the future, they've always done those ones with, like, the Space Marines, and it's all way, it's, like, way louder than the other ones, or they did the steampunk one, and it seemed like this one was definitely the loud house. Lots of screaming and pain. Not from us. Um, yes. But from, like, the, it's almost like this house was vignettes of the torture devices, like Rob said, and all of the big ones that you've seen in the movies are there. So, I mean, between the, what, the barbed wire room, the the jaw thing, the, like, thing that's on that, that girl's jaw, or that mm -hmm. guy, is it a girl or a guy? It was a, it female. Was a, girl. It was a female. Yeah. So the one where there. the guy has to push his face through the knives. Yeah. Um, that one was there. There was, you know, someone crawling through, like, a maze above your head. Mm-hmm. And, and I thought, I liked the house. But it was less scary and more like torture porn almost. Like you were definitely yeah. seeing something well, you shouldn't. Yeah, and and that's actually how I feel about those movies. Yeah. I am not a Saw fan. Yeah. But the one cool thing was the one Saw movie I did like was the first one. And I actually saw that one. That With Carrie Elwes? Yes, of course. <laughs> and you wish. when you walk into that room from that first one and you see the the chain people on the floor and stuff like that, then it's like, okay, that kind of gives you a real feeling of dread because that movie was basically set completely in that room. So I thought that part was really cool. And this one has the big red buttons. 
You know, and I've missed those big red buttons a couple of times. I, I, I saw I saw the one that you pointed out, but other than that, I didn't see a whole bunch of them. So the big red buttons are guest-activated triggers, and they make stuff happen. If you see a big red button, push it. Yeah, the big red buttons, they started back a few years ago, and they did one in a place called Giggles and Gore, which you'd press it, and it'd kind of squish one of the scare actors in like a like a car press kind of thing smaller but car press and then what was funny was a few years later you know everyone kind of got used to these buttons you're not usually supposed to touch stuff in the haunted house but it they people got used to it and in one of the other haunted houses um there was a red button on the wall that was actually a fire alarm and like (laughs) people kept on hitting it that was the um the one with the the big ship the saint augustine one and there was like this one button in this one room and it was a like every time people hit it, they had to empty out the house. So eventually, they had to like cover it over. They had to put like a guard, security guard in front of it. They like signs like "really don't hit this button." Um, but there are a bunch of those in the saw house, and I guess mm-hmm. what it does because the saw house, the scares. If you miss the little show of each little torture thing, then you basically see people like just dead or tortured, or after they've been tortured. Um, but if you have your friends walking behind you and they hit the button, or if they happen to be walking in front of you, there's different ones. It'll, it'll spray you with water. It'll cause the floor to move. It'll, there's a bunch of different things it does. Um, I only was able to hit the one, but I think that one sprayed somebody with water. So keep an eye out for big glowing red buttons and those ones you are actually able to touch. And it'll, uh, it'll kill you some scare actors. <laughs> Always super fun. And- yeah, just a quick note real quick. I, I wanted to um, kind of bring this up. James Wan, who actually directed Saw, the first Saw, and Insidious. Um, actually, so he's got his hands, and they're on two properties at Halloween Horror Nights. So big ups to James Wan. Yeah, and those are the two of the, two of the movies from those franchises that I like the most. So it's kind of interesting um apparently i like his style like his directing style and his the way he builds suspense without having to be too over the top gory so the conjuring insidious saw um and currently directing aquaman oh really yep nice be very interesting to see aquaman have to saw off his own leg (laughs) try to get away from a shark or something with a trident exactly moving on so we've done two of the darker ones let's let's have a little bit of fun and this is oh definitely this is something that we've talked about a lot uh whether specifically in episode one you know the the evil dead franchise or mm-hmm. just kind of hinted at when i've asked if you guys have seen ash first the evil dead but there is in fact mm-hmm. an ash first the evil dead haunted house and it is fun yes <laughs> I, I haven't been yet, but I'm just in love with the fact that they they did an Ash versus Evil Dead house. It's it is it is pretty good. I I awesome. will say that I'm that I'm a little disappointed, not in the house, but in that I haven't finished season two yet. I haven't um, I haven't finished all the way through you know the stuff that's available. Um, and I think some of the story from the uh, from the show might have been spoiled for me. But I guess, I mean, since it is Ash, I probably should have known how it was going to turn out. But, yeah. yeah. There's possibly, we can maybe talk about that at some point. 
yeah. off the air. Um, there you go. A few things. First of all, the car. It's there. It's right outside. It's, it is. It's smoking. It's it's the engine is roaring. Um, so as soon as you get up, you're like, okay, these these people are clearly fans of the franchise because they went out and they found the car, which I'm not type, sure what type of car it is because I'm not a car person. I'll get research on it. Yeah. Um, the house is definitely geared more towards funny and over-the-top gory, more things spraying, lots of taglines, lots mm. of boomsticks. They, they have the actors, they have the actors mouthing um, words that are spoken by Bruce Campbell. There was actually one part, there was a walkthrough I watched online, and there was a part that I was ahead, and I knew something happened behind me, but I didn't know what it was, and it was like kind of in a shower curtained off area, and someone got their head ripped off. Um, <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's, I saw it in the walkthrough, I'm like, oh, that's what happened behind me. I <laughs> watched you watch that today. Yeah. The car from Evil Dead... Um, Ash versus Evil Dead is actually a 1973 Oldsmobile Delta 88. Nice. I don't know. I'll have to look closely to see if that's what that was. But they definitely went 70s style car outside, which is great. Um, Yes. Yeah, they take you through a lot of the episodes, the bar. They take you past the cabin where the Evil Dead thing began. You see the, the Necronomicon book a couple times. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Blowing and at least, kind of at least three that I can remember. Yeah. It, uh, did you guys know it was written by the Dark Ones? I did not. The book. When the seas ran red with blood. <laughs> Thank you. I'll be here all week. Oops. And, and you made me drop a battery. <laughs> um, so it you know had that had the definitely had the the fun spots there. Um, again, not one of the ones you walk through for scary, but you definitely walk through it for, oh, I remember this, or you know, even Evil Dead fans, even if you've never seen Ash vs. Evil Dead, it's it's worth seeing. Um, there's also just an awesome callback to Jacksonville, which is where Ash is from, and he makes a lot of references to it. You you end up in Jacksonville at the end. And there's also a little I, bit of a surprise. I thought it was because he wanted to go to Jacksonville, but he ended up canceling that trip. He he had always wanted to go to Jacksonville, but he'd never been. Was it? It could be it. It's been a while. Um, I th- I thought he was wanted to go back to Jacksonville, but I might be wrong. And there's a little bit of a funny surprise at the end as well, which I I'll just say ashy slashy, and. I don't really want to go. It's it, uh, this would be one of those things that kind of ruins the little joke. So I'll I'll go past that. Uh, what did you feel about this one, Rob? Did you did you enjoy it? I did. I did. Like I said, I I, I wish I had finished the seasons um, that were currently available um, and been up to date on the show because I think some of the show got spoiled for me. Um, oh. But but all in all, I like I I like the house. It was it was entertaining it wasn't it it wasn't your typical um your typical horror house or haunted house or whatever it had it had some moments it had some some point some point and laugh moments and some oh yeah all right that's great um but yeah i enjoyed it i i liked it better than some of the other houses i think that like i said every year there's always one that i consider like the loud house um there's always one that's kind of the comedy house Mm-hmm. Be this one. Oh, definitely. Then there's one that's more like the moody kind of gothic house that's that's there, and then they'll they'll of course have the ones that are like gore or make you uncomfortable, like the Santa mm-hmm. Island one. So and they definitely they changed it up a little bit this year, which I like. But 
Ash or Ash vs. Evil Dead definitely I would consider it the the funny house, which I've said a bunch of times. Yeah, definitely the comedy house. Yes. So I'm I'm saving the big one for last. Uh, before we get to that, real quick, I I said I was um, in love with the idea that they have an Ash versus Evil Dead uh, house, and and it it puts a huge grin on my face because of the reaction of people who are not familiar with that property, um, i.e., my roommates who came home from Halloween Horror Nights uh, Saturday night and asked um, if I was the one that introduced them to that 80s movie, Ash vs. the Evil Dead. So I had to educate them real quick, and they ended up that night watching Evil Dead 2, and I could hear them from my room laughing. Mm-hmm. So props to that. I even ran out there at one point. I said, get the pause button ready, because when he puts his hand underneath the bucket, I want you to tell me the name of the book that he wants. He puts on top of it. <laughs> so I, I, I can't wait. That is first on my list. That was one of the ones we went in early, and oh, this is a mm-hmm. little tip. If you go to the haunted houses early, the way the lighting is, as Rob, des- Rob described, if your eyes aren't adjusted yet, if it's still light outside you're not going to see a lot of the first part of the house. I'm sure they're working on it because I've actually heard more than one person talk about that. But, like, heading into that one, I actually kind of, in line, I kept my eyes closed. Like, just while I was outside yeah. the sun, and then I walked in, I was able to see a little better because the first house we did, I didn't see anything the whole way. And we'll talk about that one. Like, we have to talk about that one some other time because I literally saw silhouettes, and that's it. So, Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm saving the the Shining House for last. Okay. Hey-o. I think that one's the 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 big one that they've been. That that was one of their um, bucket list houses. But we will. We've already talked a little bit about the show American Horror Story, but they did another haunted house. They did. And go ahead on this one, and I will let you. Our ear off. I I think I think they actually did a decent job with this one. Um, it, they went over the seasons that they had not done last year. So in this one, they did seasons two, seasons three, and season six. Whatever last year, whatever last six? year was. Yeah. yeah, last last year's uh, last year's season. Um, so they did Asylum, Coven, and Roanoke. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought they actually did a really good job with it. Um, I actually didn't see season two. I didn't see Asylum. Um, but I did recognize a lot of the stuff from, like, the trailers and from the commercials and stuff. Um, and they had some decent jump scares. Then it transitioned into Coven. And, again, this was this was one of those houses like, uh, like Blumhouse or Bloomhouse where they felt the the first time I went through the house they didn't have it actually but the last time I went through the house they actually felt that they had to label the start of each one. I think so, they did it on video screens on this one. Yeah, they did. They did it on video screens um and they they labeled them separately and let you know when you were transitioning as if you couldn't tell. Mm-hmm. Um but uh all of the sections were were pretty well done. Um I liked Coven. Um there's the one room with the if you've seen the episode uh if you've seen the season where it looks like they're all kind of like floating in the um um i want to call it the the den or the the dining room or whatever but it's where the fireplace is they're actually on stilts but it looks like they're floating in the like witch sorority house thing yeah yeah um 
the main room, I guess, if you will. Um, they, they had a couple of neat effects. Uh, Roanoke was great. And I actually really liked the season of Roanoke. I thought that was a fairly decent season. I thought that was, was uh, interesting and a good change. Um, the, yeah. The season. Yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, the, they, they did a good job recreating several of the scenes. Um, the butcher was fantastic. And actually, the butcher can also be seen outside in one of the main scare zones um, where they have all the houses can uh, congregate. So, yeah, my thoughts on this house. First of all, it's weird because inevitably this house always seems to have one of the longest lines, like last year, this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and we didn't have too many long lines this year, but like last year, that was things consistently 110 minutes, 120 minutes. Yeah. And it definitely was mm-hmm. not worth it. It was that was definitely a long line because it was from a TV show that a lot of you know, college age kids and people that tend to go on different, you know, on any night that they could possibly go. And a lot of people, I remember talking to some of our students, Jimmy, and they were like, oh, that, was, that house was great. And I was like, well, it was probably the fourth or fifth weakest one of that year. Uh, this year, I actually thought it was a lot better. Yeah. And partially because when I hit the Coven area, I was happy because I just happened to really like that season. I thought the Asylum season was not very good, but the visuals were great. Like the, um, the white nun with the, the crying, mm-hmm. the black, like oily tears. She's mm-hmm. in there. The... the angel of death that who in the show would kiss people kiss the prisoners or the people in the asylum and they would die and she like flaps her wings at you that was yeah. awesome and kind of like i think she actually pretends to kiss a, a mannequin as well mm-hmm. um so i thought that was great my all-time favorite part of this and halloween horror nights does this very very well is smells oh yeah there's a room from coven which was the like janitor housekeeper's room and he had all of these dolls that and stuff and he was also sewing uh well, people into dolls as well because, yeah, what else would a creepy janitor do? Mm. And when you walk into the room, it, it is this overpowering smell of baby powder, and it is <laughs> creepier than any of the visuals because you are like the smell thing brings you right there. I think. Yeah, um, and then of course there's the smell as you're walking through uh, Marie Delphine, uh, Marie, what's her name, Marie Delphine La Lurie. Yeah. Yeah, her uh, who's a real her... person who um, who was a slave owner in New Orleans who was mm-hmm. torturing and keeping slaves in basically a torture attic or or basement. Yeah. I forget if it was an attic or a basement, maybe both, but not a good person, and was part of the coven in uh, show. Mm-hmm. Well. So, yeah, what, the smell there was what like it was more of a musty smell, right? It was more of a poop smell. <laughs> Are you sure that was? Are you sure that was a uh, like fake smell? Oh stop! <laughs> I don't know. I was I was following you. I was assuming it was a fake smell. I could be wrong. You know, it's look that actress that portrays Kathy Bates as character. Kathy Bates. She's really mm-hmm. good at what she does. So I, awesome. I, I might have had a problem. Um, yeah, and heading out of the American Horror Story house, you said the. They, you know, they of course touched on the Roanoke stuff. And there was one weird part, and I had forgotten it was in Roanoke, the like the wine cellar, where there's like a guy like in full Revolutionary War attire that kind of jumps out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it made me actually forget where I was for a second. I was like, what "Oh, theme that's is, cool. What theme is this?" <laughs> yeah, but I also really liked the um, the what they did with the uh, the Asian girl, the oh, ghost. Yeah, yeah, yes. 
the like spider crawling. You made sure that I you're like you were pointing at the wall and actually holding up the line so the light was on it. I'm like, look, look, look. <laughs> at the end of the hallway, she's like, it's it's a mannequin, but it's like attached to a wall, so it looks like it's crawling up a wall, like all like contorted and like background crabby. Mm-hmm. Oh, and one of the um in the asylum area, that one of the the little pinhead characters was there as well, which made me happy. She popped her little nice. head out of the out of one of the the doors. So. Now here's the big one, and I'm exci- I was so excited when I heard that this was happening. The Shining, which was actually on my list the other night. Yes, on his storm list. Mm-hmm. The Shining. Very good. They wanted this house for five years. They del- wow. You know they totally awesome totally delivered effects wise the overall feeling the the style of the overlook hotel mm-hmm. um you know start to finish you start off in a maze and then they kind of give you the feeling that you're having the shining or you are experiencing the shining which is that like mental stephen king thing and it, they the columns start twisting and there's just this kind of weird effect, but you start off and yeah, you're walking through the, the hedge maze, and you basically end up in the hotel. Um, what would now both of you guys have seen The Shining? I'm assuming. Oh yeah, of course. Uh, recently or a while ago? My, it's it's been a while for me. It's you know. it's been a while for me. It has been it, a while for me. Mm, yeah, it has been a while. And then I saw that that remake that just wasn't the same. Yeah, I wouldn't. I didn't want to watch that. Um, I need to re-watch The Shining movie. I actually just read the sequel. But I didn't just read it. About a year ago, I read the sequel to The Shining the, that he came out with, which had Danny uh, older. And But The Shining, the, the house had, like, if you think of all of the major scenes in the movie that are spooky or scary, like, I, I mean, Jimmy, go ahead, pick a scene from The Shining that is shocking, and they probably did it. Um, well, you've got the scene where the twin girls are walking down the hallway and it cuts and there's blood just splashing through the hallway. Yep. Yep. They, they managed yep. to All right. <laughs> I mean, they have the twin girls in there who are actually legitimate twins. Um, I was joking earlier today about like, you know, when these people came in to be cast, like how, how, how must have felt been like, yeah, you guys are creepy. Come on, put on these blue dresses. Um, <laughs> to them, I mean, you see their, their, bodies which is a part of the movie you see there's the the shower like the shower enticement seduction scene where you see like a, a silhouette okay so do we have uh the main character uh hacking its way through the door yes and they of actually course. They do that in progression which is kind of neat okay do we have the maze outside we do front and back mm-hmm. yep. fantastic yep. do we have the bar scene we most yep. certainly do I'm going tomorrow. <laughs> it's, not open, it's not open tomorrow, so you'll just have to walk through it alone with like nobody scaring you. But actually, it is. Is it tomorrow? Is Thursday? Oh yeah, yeah. No, so that, yeah, they have that. They have the bar scene. They have the biggest thing for me. And I was like, how are they going to do it? The the water or the blood rather splashing out of the shower or of the elevator. Elevator. And you walk into a corridor. It's, we'll just say it's L shaped. You walk in like kind of at the bottom part of it. And they have two TVs on the wall that look like the elevator, and it's playing, and it's kind of weird because it looks like it's behind the screen, kind of. 
Uh-huh. And they're small, like they're like little tiny mini TVs. And you're like, okay, is that really what they're going to do? And then you turn the corner, and straight ahead of you is this forced perspective hallway. With. Oh, so cool. It's behind glass, but it's kind of a full thing of glass. It's kind of like got a screen on it and stuff, but they um, actually have an elevator. You hear the ding, and then the, you actually see blood pour out of it, and then it kind of gets sucked up to be done again. And it is such a cool effect. Um, they've got yeah. the, the creepy red carpet with like the weird figure eight things. It's got the little the little kid riding around on the um, the big wheel. Um, yes. And of course, a bunch of actors in kind of weird Jack Nicholson masks that over exaggerate the eyebrows just a little. Mm-hmm. But not even masks; they're kind of headpieces. Like they kind of go from the eyebrows up. Um, but mixed in with the house, it's actually kind of okay. Um, what else? What else did I see there? There was just, you know, it's, there's some things that when you're actually in the fake hotel that I didn't even realize. Like I never really noticed that how kind of Native American the styling of the hotel was until I went through the haunted house. And then mm. I went back and watched the, some of those scenes uh, today on, like, YouTube. I was like, wow, I didn't mm-hmm. never realize that the elevator that I've seen a million times um, had, like, that kind of almost Navajo-looking artwork around it. Um, so I thought that was pretty neat. Yeah. They, they did a really, really good job with that house. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I can't wait to go. Oh, and, of course, there's also the um, weird furry bear is there which I was not comfortable with who Jerry is that the bear in from the shining he's he's on first name basis with the bear oh <laughs> no I'm just kidding that makes total sense oh I forgot one thing the one thing that really made me unsettled in American Horror Story and I don't know why in the La Lurie's zone the the minotaur like mm-hmm. the guy with the with the minotaur's head sewed onto him which is like some sort of crazy experiment that she was doing and just the sound of this like raging bull right next to my face this guy like leaned out and like the big kind of furry bull nose like brushed against me and i mm-hmm. was that was the one time i was like <laughs> the one time i felt really uncomfortable because it was it, what? it was loud was it kaz the minotaur yes <laughs> rob no. gets it no, it was not. Was that from that book? Yes. Yes. Good callback. Speaking See, of I books, did thinking... you get that one I sent to you? I did. I did. I haven't looked at it yet, though. That was teaching when it came through. Oh. Okay, so that, I believe, was the first five houses, the sponsored houses yeah. of Halloween Horror Nights. And they were almost, you know... Why don't you say them again? A, A-plus across the board. We had... um in no particular order, we had The Shining, Saw, mm-hmm. The Games of Jigsaw, American Horror, Sto- American Horror Story, Volume 2, Ash vs. the Evil Dead, and The Horrors of Blumhouse. Except that was a particular order. That happened to be the order that you already had them written down. Yeah, but, but we, that's okay. we didn't talk about them in that order. <laughs> Speaking of order, gentlemen, it's time for us to ask the question. So, all right. First of all, out there, you folks out there listening, we're going to answer a question here. And when you guys hear the question, feel free to chime in with your own. Uh, we will probably post this question on our Facebook page as well. So feel free to chime in with your own answers to this question. Um, and Jimmy is a little bit less of a Halloween Horror Night groupie, but he did his research. Rob and I are big-time Halloween Horror Night groupies. So... The question we posed, since we talked about 
licensed houses was what horror franchises or films deserve a house a house but have yet to receive one so this could be a franchise or a film that has already had a scare zone or it could have had like a, a room you know maybe even a room yes but yeah. one a, a film that it deserves its very own house at Halloween Horror Nights. And if you guys wouldn't mind, I'd like to go first. Do it. I think you should. Okay, because the one that I thought of, and I almost couldn't believe that they haven't done it yet, is the Amityville Horror. I want to say that, well, and it... it definitely wasn't a whole house i want to say that they've had correct that they've had a room or two like it's been a part of a house here is the deal with an amityville horror last year rob and i did the behind the scenes tour and we happened to be able to walk through the krampus house with the lights on Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in that house they had a bunch of snow globes which if you've seen krampus it's kind of part of the end of the movie and in those house in those snow globes they had an, an exorcist house they had a couple like think that freddy krueger's house in there and they had a very in this one of the snow globes they had a very small amityville horror house which a bunch of people thought they were going to have an amityville horror haunted house this year because of last year they they tend to hint forward right uh, which obviously they didn't or else we would have talked about it Um, that is what i found on my research but it um i do not believe they've had one that i recall and i looked it up too and i didn't see one okay so next and I understand that this would be hard to do, but it came up in discussion today. It is, it it bounces between my top three horror films of all time, and that is uh, Event Horizon. Yes. So, while I understand that that might be difficult to do, and I'll get through the the rest of them here relatively quickly, but it had a lot of great practical gore and effects in it. Um, I also think that Hellraiser. I think, could have... I think Event Horizon would make one an excellent one, an excellent one of those loud houses. Yes, because they, hmm. they do do some futuristic houses like Alien vs Predator. They've done uh, the Space Marines, which I talked about. You know, the thing, the, the War Dogs or whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. So uh, Event Horizon would be awesome. Yeah. And being that we we did discuss Stephen King, um, the last two here, I think that it would make a a great house as well. And also Stranger Things. That'd be really cool. That'd be interesting. I wonder if they have the average... I mean, they have a pretty decent budget. Netflix obviously spent $100 million or something. Um, I wonder if they would be able to pay or work with um, Halloween Horror Nights people to pull something like that off. It would be awesome. I, I would not be surprised if there's an It House, especially now that they've done The Shining and the mm-hmm. movie is like crushing all September records. So I wouldn't be surprised if that happens eventually. Who's next? Um, I think I will go next. Okay. Okay. You know how I go with this. Usually one of mine is kind of out there. And I really think they could do some cool stuff with the movie 13 Ghosts. Oh, wow. And a lot of people didn't like that movie. In fact, it has like 15% on Rotten Tomatoes. But the best part of that movie for me was if if you bought the DVD, which I did. They actually had little vignettes, little animated, like, documentaries on the various 13 ghosts and what they mean. And 
each one has its own little story and i think for a haunted house that'd be really cool to see the individual stories and how it comes together they also had that really cool effect which has been done a bunch of times now where the person's looking down a hallway they don't see anything they look through their video camera and there's the ghost there they're kind of bouncing back and Mm -hmm. forth and you're like Mm -hmm. and it builds the suspense that way and i think kind of doing fake security cameras or fake sort of cameras like that would be really cool effect um that was one of them uh amityville horror of course was on mine as well because that was one of the first movies that not the first but one of the first movies that kept me up at night oh yeah and the defeo murder yeah and then we won't go go ahead and when i watched it again it wasn't nearly as scary but then you read the Mm -hmm. true story and you're like "Eh, it's got scary again Uh there's that um for a good fun house you know just one that's that's over the top and i think we did determine are you gonna say killer clowns from outer space i did not i was not although that did, that did occur to me that movie is not uh, i don't know i don't have to see that again anyway go ahead for one that's fun uh Shaun of the dead lots yes. of zombies okay lots of british Absolutely. humor um they've done a room of it and they did a scare zone of it out in hollywood i believe but mm-hmm. i would love to see a full haunted house of that um okay one of my favorite scary movies of all time, which I think which would make a terrifying haunted house, would be Poltergeist. Oh! I could have sworn that they'd already done one of those. I, so. I checked. They did not. And not even a room, I don't think. But they did a ghost house. Oh, I, I know I've seen at least a room, because I, I've seen the girl with her hands on the TV. So they did, a, they did the, um, the paranormal house years ago, which was like the paranormal mm-hmm. ghost hunters, which was really good. But I can imagine doing mm-hmm. some of that, some of those lighting effects with the, the rear projection... The TV, you know, like a room, imagine a room full of, like, TVs with the fuzz going, um, mm-hmm. the skeletons in the pool, just all of these scenes, of course, the clown, you know, which is terrifying. So I would totally yeah, agree with that. Yeah, I've, I've seen that, I've seen that room, too. I've seen the clown, too. Yeah. I, I'm fairly certain that there's, that there's been a house that has at least involved some rooms of Poltergeist. Possible. I, I did not. I, I did some research on this, and I didn't. Okay. And last but not least, and there's a big part of me that I'm not sure if I would want to walk through it, but I want to see it. And it's part of it is because they would be, have to definitely pump up the smells in this house. <sighs> Seven. Yeah. Uh, Imagine yeah. walking into a room with that, with all of the pine tree things, the p- little pine things for the sloth guy. Or... And the smell of death. Or the the gluttony guy, where you know you, you pump in the lovely, lovely smell of spaghetti vomit, and I think that that house would be absolutely terrifying. They they did a scare zone called Seven, which was based on the Seven Deadly Sins, but it was not related to the movie. But mm-hmm. I would love to see that in house in haunted house form. There's so many good scenes that would that are just ripe for individual rooms. Plus, they could also um, in the the tribute store. They could sell a box that contains uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's head. <laughs> only, only one. They could sell one of them. It would have to be expensive because I want it to actually contain Gwyneth Paltrow's head. Uh, wow. Uh, apologies to Gwyneth Paltrow. In case you're listening, um, we we do sorry. we do not want to see your head in a box. That he does not speak for all of us. Fine. What's in the box? <laughs> what do you think, Rob? Um, well, I, I had a couple that I couldn't remember whether or not they'd done full houses of, um, movies, uh, The Ring. I don't believe they've done a full house of The Ring. Uh, no. Not that I found. There's a lot they could do with that. 
Um, one of the ones that really, really disturbed me, and it was it was one that I watched even after I was older, was The Grudge, um, or Ju On, which is the one that it was yes. um, that it was based off that The Grudge was based off of. But that mm-hmm. was a creepy ass movie. I mean, that one just freaked me out, and and there there's there are other stories behind that, but yeah, I that that one that one would disturb me a little bit. I would almost like um, to see a house that has a bunch of the various Japanese horror movies together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also went with um, two comedy houses. I really enjoy the comedy houses. I think they're funny. Um, but I had Shaun of the Dead on my list as well. Um, but the other one was Zombieland. And I think that they could do some pretty funny and interesting things with a Zombieland house. I would like to see that in a... The whole Bill Murray getting shot scene that was great. I would like to see that almost in an indoor and outdoor house. You know, like have the kind of have like a carnival, like you actually exit out into like the little carnival would be kind of neat. Yeah, yeah, that would be that would be pretty awesome. They're, they're making a they're, sequel to that, correct? To Zombieland, yeah. I had heard something about it, but I haven't like seen anything definitive. Of... Hmm. Um, and for my last one, I've I've kind of been tossing it up and up back and forth here. Um, because there were a couple that I think that they that I would like to see, but I don't know that they could pull off um, ones movies like Twenty Eight Days Later. I, I Twenty Eight Days Later to me is one of the best zombie movies around. Um, fantastic movie. the 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 original Twenty Eight Days Later is is to date probably one of the best zombie movies out there. But it's it's set with a lot of open scenes it's a lot of outdoor scenes yeah there's there's not a ton that happens inside or in closed spaces um so i don't know that that could be pulled off to my satisfaction um some other ones that i thought of were like pet cemetery or Candyman. um but i might end up going with stir of echoes if they could pull that off that that was a f- a pretty suspenseful movie and it had some in the movie itself it had some decent jump scares even without like you know uh supernatural stuff going on it, w- it was another one of those ones that we were talking about like with insidious where they would like pan past somebody who was who, ju- who was just standing there like the camera just kind of pans past and you're not expecting them to stand there and it's like oh what plus they um, a it, with a kevin bacon like fake actor just digging just digging That's and, pretty much and drinking orange juice yeah. And drinking orange juice. Matter of fact, Kevin Bacon's pretty game for anything. He might actually do it. <laughs> he would show up and just be digging there and be like, hey, I'm Kevin Bacon. <laughs> and people would be like, ah! <laughs> How was that again? <laughs> you heard it. Yeah, we heard it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, those were the ones on my list. and And I have to say that there, there are a couple that I that should have been on my list that were not, but I'm not going to steal them from your list. They'll just end up on the definitive five. Nice. I'm doing my research in the background to see if Poltergeist was or was not. But ah. now, now, Rob, did you say Shaun of the Dead? I did. Yes. Okay. There's a lot of people. I went with they two. They had it, but I did not see any. Okay. I went with two comedy houses. I did Shaun of the Dead and Zombieland. Cool. Okay, so as you guys, as you listeners know, what we do is we 
we each name our own five, and then we argue it out, at which point we come up with the definitive five that is inevitably four really good ones and then one that we completely disagree on. So, Yes. So let's, let's do this thing. I think, I think, in my opinion, there's a very easy number one that I want to see as a house. What would that be? Jimmy, Jimmy drilled it with Event Horizon. That was actually what I was going to say, too. Okay. Maybe not, Event one, Horizon, maybe not one, but not high up there. So one or two. And I, I, I would put it at number one because I think that they could, that they could hit that one out of the park. You know, I I feel like if they put some of these more obscure things on there, like uh, like for example, Ash versus Evil Dead, then why not a film like Event Horizon? Yeah, yeah. that movie was so underrated. That's the the problem is that it, it, they're not going to make much more money from from doing something like that. Mm-mm. But anyone that sees that movie will inevitably leave and be like, "Wow, it was how did I not see that movie before?" And I think the real I think yeah. the real problem with that movie was when it came out. I'm pretty sure it came out at the end of the summer that had basically like Toy Story and Saving Private Ryan, if I remember correctly. Mm. Um, and just got lost in the yeah. shuffle. So, but yeah, I, I see Event Horizon being there. Um, I also really would love to see Poltergeist. Just bec- again, because of the effects. If, if in fact it is, it has not been a house, then I would definitely agree. They could definitely do Poltergeist. That is one that should have had a house by now. And as all a whole house, yes, yes, he said a hole. <laughs> he did. did. Okay, I think. I think. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know where to place this exactly, but uh, it wasn't on my list, but it was on both of your lists, and that would be Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. Yeah, just for, just for pure fun. I. If there were going to be five, and and they said you pick them, then you know putting that comedy relief on there, I think it needs to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now the last two, I'm kind of torn on. Um, you guys, I think Greg, you said that you'd really love to see a a house kind of devoted to uh, Japanese or foreign horror. Yes. And I think. The Ring or The Grudge could make a good house. But in terms of which one creeped me out more, and and Rob, I think you would say that The Grudge creeped you out more, it was The Ring for me. Yeah. So The Ring really stuck with me. And they have done a ring. ring. They did do a ring part of a house at one point. Because I remember the one point where it felt like you were in the the well. Or in the well. Um, Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. But I don't think they've done the grudge yet. They have not done the grudge. And they did, and they if you want to do a full ring house, uh, oh, they did do a full ring house. Okay. Sixteen. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. It was. Yeah, they had a ring. They did have a ring house. They, uh, well, it was actually a three-part house, which is kind of a weird combination of Hellraiser, The Ring, and Silence of the Lambs. Silence of the Lambs was the other one I was going to put on my list. So, but that's, I mean, how does that work? Because that's still not yeah, so, its own full house. Yeah, that, that is correct. Based on the rules that we just established at the beginning, you are correct. So it's still a legitimate choice. Correct. You are actually legitimate, Rob. I am. Meanwhile, I'm over here trying to figure out exactly what came out around the same time as Event Horizon. 
<laughs> that movie is over 20 years old. It's 19, came out in 1997, August. So I knew, I knew it came out in August. But And I gotta say, I'm surprised they haven't done Amityville. Yeah. Uh, for... Yeah. For... Okay, there, there are movies that take place, you know, like we talked about 28 Days Later, that take place over the span of a whole city that would be really hard to put in. Mm-hmm. But... Amityville is <laughs> it's a horror movie about a possessed house. It's all inside one location. <laughs> yep. How has it not been a whole house yet with the facade that looks like a face? I mean, sadly not anymore, but they did change the house in real life. Why haven't they just bulldozed it? Right? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I do believe the next Amityville horror movie is going to focus on the gruesome crime that actually took place there. Okay. Side note. We have Amityville Horror in there. Um, at either number five or four. We have Shaun of the Dead in there. We have Poltergeist Event Horizon and... I got. I gotta say Grudge. Because it hasn't been in a house at all yet. Yeah, and The Grudge. I... I... I think that actually works. I think we might actually have no arguments. Well, Although I really would... No, I, I don't argue that. Um, I, I will say... Um, didn't you guys say that in the, um, American horror story house, they had the kind of the crab girl with the long hair yes. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that is definitely an homage to the grudge or to one. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. So, um, giving its due respect and, and devoting a, a whole house to that. Sure. Why not? Cool. Yeah. You know, why hasn't that and, been done yet? And, and I'll have, I'll have to share my no arguments. I'll have to share my my story because shortly after I saw the grudge, mm-hmm. I went on a a ski trip with with my father, um, and and some family, and we went to was it Boyne Mountain in Pennsylvania? I think it was Pennsylvania, and we stayed in a cabin in the mountains, <laughs> and and one of the things I was completely unprepared for was that in the winter in the mountains. In Pennsylvania, there mm-hmm. is absolutely no sound at night. Ooh. Like, <laughs> like nothing. There's no crickets chirping. There's no animals outside. There's no rustling because it was a still night. So there was no wind. There's no leaves on the trees for the wind to rustle through. And so we're, we're in this cabin and the, and all of the cabins are, are separated by like, a large distance and there's no lights other than this lonely little street light at the end of this like 300 yard driveway okay mm-hmm. so and the cabin that we're in the entire outside wall of the living room the wall that looks outside of the that that you know that's the outside wall of the cabin is all glass <laughs> wow and and there's there's curtains and stuff hanging and it's like ten o'clock at night, and I keep looking up, and I'm, see- and you can't see you can't see Jack, right? And I'm looking up, and I'm seeing this lonely little street light out at the end of the driveway that illuminates this probably eight foot wide circle at the end of the driveway, and that's it. <laughs> and my oh, mind keeps picturing. This dude standing in the circle of light with a double-headed axe. 
I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> and and the cabin itself was was a wooden cabin, but the thing that really was creeping me out was it had those bare wooden rafters like all of the houses in the grudge had. Uh, oh my goodness. <laughs> it had the bare wooden rafters up top. And and I was in this room that had the the solid wood sliding door that that she opened and then for some reason she I, I don't know if you how well you remember the movie The Grudge, but in the movie The Grudge there was this one character who was hearing noises coming from her closet and it was one of those sliding door closets. So she slid the door open and she couldn't find the noise. And then she realized the noise was coming from in the attic up above the closet. And the closet had this, had this attic, um, attic access or whatever, uh, in the, in the roof of the closet. And so she pokes her head up there. And of course the ghost jumps and gets her right. Well, (laughs) the sliding closet in this room, it had those solid wooden doors like it did in the movie. And above the closet, there was this little two-foot-by-two-foot door that had a knob on it. And I'm like, there is no effing way I'm opening that door. (laughs) I'm like, I don't care what's going... That's what I thought. I'm like, what the hell is that door for? I don't get it. I don't understand. Stay away from the door. Don't open it. I swear to God. If you open it, I'm out of this room. Um Little Rob was not about to find out. Oh, no way. And and I would probably be the one that would open that. No, (laughs) I was in my freaking 20s. (laughs) I'm like, there is no way in hell I'm opening this door. Are you crazy? Uh, So uh, it's it's the middle of the night. I can't sleep because it's dead silent. Okay. It is the middle of freaking winter. And I pull a box fan out of the closet and plug it in and turn it on just so I've got some freaking noise so I can fall asleep. No, that's that's something that I would do. And it I was, have done. It was so ridiculous. I could not sleep. I was so creeped out. I was like, oh my god, why did I watch that movie? Because all I could think of was that movie and then some dude at the end of the at the end of the driveway with a hatchet in the in the in the little circle of light. I'm like, oh my god, can we just have the sunrise already, please? I'm so glad that you were able to, to talk to us as your therapist, Rob. <laughs> Actually, we'll we'll probably end up telling a lot of these stories heading th- you know through the end of September and into October. Oh yeah, oh, man. there's quite a few creepy For things sure. like that that happened with me as well. Um, but we'll definitely get to those at some point. Our definitive five, as I have it listed: number five, Amityville Horror; number four, Agree. The Grudge; number three, definitely. Dawn of the Dead. Gotta have a funny one. Number two, yes, Poltergeist. And number one... Can't believe it hasn't been a house. Yep. And number one, right? Event Horizon, bring on the special effects. Oh, please. If you're listening, Universal, that's the house we want. I want to see Event <laughs> Horizon. Yep. And you, Damn you for no getting it, Jimmy, and me for, for forgetting it. Sorry. And if... Uh, you'll definitely get Jimmy their opening night if that happens. Oh, I'll... I, whatever VIP packages, uh, that movie is a jewel. Oh. Uh, if you haven't seen Event Horizon, it's Lawrence Fishburne, Sam Neill, um, fantastic movie. Completely underrated. Oh, absolutely. Nice. And we may tie that into another top, uh, another Gimme Five list as well. I might have to. 
Okay. So, guys, next time we meet, so next next week, we will be talking about the um, the original houses, and mm-hmm. we'll chat about those. We'll come up with some other interesting question to discuss. Uh, anything for our listeners out there? If you guys have anything you want to add, please just hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, email, however you want to get to us. Let us know what you think. Let us know if you've got five others that you think should have been made into houses. If you've got anything you want to share about Halloween Horror Nights, let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, we'll definitely read those off. Um, in fact, we are right as we get done recording this, we're, we're going to post this question um, on our on the Facebook page. And if you guys answer, we will bring it up in the next week's um, – we'll, we'll open up the show next week. and you, know, you can let us know where we were wrong and which haunted houses you guys want to see. Sounds like a plan. Thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. See you next time. Rob really wanted to see an American Pie house. It was very disturbing. It was. It was. We wanted to see Jason Biggs in a pie. It was going to be disturbing, but Jimmy, Greg talked me out of it, so you were saving it. <laughs> On that note.